Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. CFM Sport on a wacky Wednesday. It's usually plenty of jokes and laughter, but today there is the serious matter of Rugby World Cup qualification and the Sables who kick off their encounter at 9 o'clock versus Namibia in what many people have described as arguably their most important game of the decade are front and centre on this evening's show. And front and centre, as far as the punditry and the analysis is concerned, Chris Midzi, Barry Manandi, Alois Bunjira, our producer is Sean Tafirinika, and I am Mike Madora. As I said, on the home front, Zimbabwe 15's rugby side, the Sables, continue their quest to qualify for the World Cup when they take on old foes Namibia in a make-or-break rugby Africa Cup semi-final in France tonight. In international sport, informed batsman Joe Root, the world's number one test batsman, has said England captain Ben Stokes has urged his side to play like rock stars following a record breaking win over India. we we'll have more news for you around the world in 60 with updates from New Zealand, Austria as well as England. In the beautiful game after a year's delay, the long-awaited Women's Euro 2022 looks set to be the crescendo of for a record-breaking wave of support for women's football in Europe as the championship finally gets underway when host nation England take on Austria at Old Trafford tonight. Morocco won their second game at the Women's Africa Cup of Nations by beating Uganda 3-1 in Rabat last night as they advanced to the quarterfinals. And in transfer updates, Newcastle United are gearing up to break their transfer record in order to sign French winger Moussa Diaby from Bayer Leverkusen. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. I was going to dive straight into the rugby, but this message uh, caught my eye. And hi, DJ. I want to say hi to my boss and all my workmates at Mugari Farm in Dowendale. That is Taurai Moranda. I've been looking forward to going to a shift, Chris. Because yeah. I'm talking about boss. And, and <laughs> also, he, he recently got a raise because oh, he, he wants a raise. Oh, he wants a raise. Yes. Yeah. He's been. Hey, I'm talking boss. So good evening to you, Taurai Morandi. Thank you so much for picking ZFM stereo as your station. Now, let's get into the story. Zimbabwe's 15s rugby side, the Sables, continue their quest to qualify for the 2023 Rugby World Cup when they take on old foes Namibia in a make-or-break Rugby Africa Cup semi-final in France tonight. The match has been billed as the final before the final, with many tipping the team, which wins tonight's semi-final to go on and win Sunday's final.
final and booked the automatic ticket to next year's global showpiece. Although Namibia has dominated past meetings between the two teams, the Sables are confident of overcoming the odds and beating their rivals. Let's hear from Sables manager Jason Maritz as he speaks on the mental preparedness of the Sables and the significance of tonight's encounter versus Namibia. Um, obviously, a couple of hours before the big encounter tonight against Namibia. Um, just in terms of our mental preparedness, uh, yeah, I suppose one can say that uh, we're, we're as prepared as we ever have been, ever will be uh, when it comes to these big moments. You know, we started this journey four years ago, um, had to rebuild the brand, had to rebuild our identity and, and, and dig deep to, to build the foundation again. And we believe that's exactly what we've done. Over the last three or four years, uh, many sacrifices along the way, personal as as well as uh, you know the financial support has been huge, you know, from the sponsors alike. So, you know, so the importance of tonight is uh, one can't play down how much is riding on tonight. We we very much know that, but at the end of the day, it is eighty minutes of rugby and. You know, having conversations today with one or two people, you know, these next 18 minutes don't define us, but what it does do is it can catapult us into, uh, you know, moving forward as a nation, uh, growing the game of rugby in Zimbabwe, uh, giving hope to our people and supporters, um, that have all gone through, you know, many tough times. Um, so. You know, we, we carry that on our shoulders and we carry it well. We understand the responsibility as a, as a national team. Um, you know, the boys are, are mentally focused. We're calm. Um, you know, we, we're well prepared, you know, 16 weeks in camp away from home and families to only focus on rugby and to be ready for tonight's battle. So, you know, the boys are, the boys are ready to rock and roll and we're busy, you know, we're ready to show the world who we are and, and what we can do. And, you know, records and history is exactly that, you know, uh, 33 games against Namibia and we've only won three, but that doesn't matter tonight because once that whistle goes, it's, it's about who's going to want that, that, that win more. And we look at upon these games, uh, you know, the Ivory Coast and, and this game tonight and maybe one more in the final as it's a personal battle for us because we don't necessarily just represent ourselves going into this World Cup dream, but we represent a nation of 15, 16 million people. Um, so uh, we're very much looking forward to immensely. We're ready. Uh, the significance is huge, um, but it's huge for all of us as a nation. Z. Uh, Sables, a manager there, very confident. Uh, he speaks about uh, the mental preparedness of the Sables and he says that they understand the significance of tonight's match. There's so much riding on this encounter, Chris. This is without doubt Zimbabwe's biggest game in recent memory. Yeah, yeah. when you take a look at this game, it's yes, it comes down to those 80 minutes, but I think especially because the last time that Zimbabwe went to a World Cup was uh, the 1991 World Cup, which is 31 years ago and that's an incredibly long time. And if ever we've had a Sable side in recent years that has come close in terms of the preparedness, in terms of the strength of that squad, I think that squad is this year's squad absolutely right now. It's it's do or die for the Sables. Well, to keep their hopes of qualifying for their first World Cup, like Chris mentioned, since 1991, Zimbabwe must move mountains against a well-oiled Namibia, which hammered Burkina Faso 71-5 in the quarterfinals last 
Friday. Zimbabwe going on to beat the Ivory Coast, setting up at this uh, uh, mouth-watering encounter, Barry, in the semi-finals. But the record and recent history does not favour Zimbabwe. It favours Namibia. 30-odd encounters, just three wins for Zimbabwe. The Namibians, no doubt, favours to win this one. Yeah, the three's lined up, isn't it? 33 and three. Uh, so we've only won three games out of 33. That's not a record that uh, one wants to look at going into a game of this import. Uh, but like Chris mentioned, the preparations, the quality of this squad certainly has brought us, if not uh, to be able to win this game, at least has brought us closer to closing the gap between us and uh, Namibia. I think that if we can execute uh, the game plan, execute the, 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 the basics correctly, I think this Zimbabwe well, side let's, could let's get talk, Let's talk about the game plan, Barry, mm-hmm. and let's talk about the basics uh, that yeah. you are, uh, are pushing here. What will the game plan be, or in your eyes, what do you think Zimbabwe's best approach to this game is going to be if we're going to win it after 80 minutes? Okay, number one is that uh, we, we, we can't go into a scrap with them. We know that our power is in the backs. So we've, we, we, we've got to try and play running rugby uh, with them. So uh, retaining possession at the breakdown is going to be uh, critical. Uh, ensuring that our set pieces are absolutely efficient. We saw our our lineouts were, were, weren't great uh, against Cote d'Ivoire, and that's to put it mildly. Uh, and then, obviously, we've got to then... Ex- the basics that I speak about is when we get an opportunity to point, put points on the board, let's put points on are the we, board. Are we going to talk and about kicking again? <laughs> yes! <laughs> we have to. That's, we have to talk that's, about That's exactly what I'm referring to. And, and listen, I, if... Dorsey, uh, Brendan Dawson, by the way, is 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 uh, is brave. I, I think he needs to put my foot on kicking duty, uh, remove that responsibility away from uh, Hilton Lariki, and let him be the our our, our playmaker, uh, uh, or or share the playmaking duty with our fly half. Now, uh, but make sure that Mafura then is focusing on on his kicking. He seems to have a quality boot. A one suggested change there from Barry, and as far as of course that the kicking is concerned, Mafura for Mudariki. And there are very few people who disagree with. With you regards that change but there are changes that we know for to the run on 15 all in the forwards a pack the tree of loose head proper Tyron Fagan hooker Matthew Mandiwoma and tight head proper Klopas Kunduona will of course be tasked with laying the foundation against what is expected to be a very physical opponent so we know how uh, Namibia are going to play this game mm-hmm. uh, Chris they're going to be very physical they're going to take the game uh, to us with their forward pack um you know, we heard Zimbabwe, the Zimbabwean manager talking about our mental preparedness. Yeah. Uh, they've had very good preparations and everything was always about this Namibia encounter. I think that was the good thing uh, about the Sables, that yeah. even before they began their camp, even before they began their Curry Cup campaign, everything pointed to Namibia. We were going to have to beat Namibia at some stage. So as far as the mental preparedness, they've had a very long time to think about and focus on Namibia. Yeah, and I think it's actually a good thing that um, we had all of our kind of mistakes and a number of errors like those basics that we're talking about and that happened in a game that we were coming up against an opponent that we were 
most likely going to come uh, to come up against and beat. And I think capturing that win, even with the errors, for the Sables will mean obviously these changes that we've discussed. Um, they're able to match that physicality up front against Namibia, but also I think it shows them that this is an opponent that now they can come up against, especially because they've had so much time together just as a pack. They're coming up against the Namibia side at the moment. I think with all of the mistakes that are made, with all the chopping and changing, I think now is the time. All right, Solos out in Cheetown. Good evening to you. Got in touch and your message is very simple. Also, very downbeat. We don't have enough in the tank to beat Namibia. Those are the thoughts of Solos. Do you agree with him? Get in touch with us on 0731-168-045. Kickoff time is 9 p.m. Can Zimbabwe beat Namibia and literally put one foot into the Rugby World Cup, which will be played in France in 2023? With your predictions, your thoughts and your takes, 0731-168-045. More messages coming in here. Taps Pamarondera. And first things first, Namibia. Takato ij gapam cheno. And Jezre Masibos. Smart. 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 I think that's that's important. Uh, the the support. I and we, I'm gonna extrapolate that that comment and talk about the support that the the Sables have had. Yeah. Um, we've seen uh, Sable sides where Mike, you and I have heard about uh, the Sables going into camp and not having any training kit, uh, having yeah. to to borrow jerseys uh, in which to train. Uh, we have had none of that. In fact, they've had to uh, document each day what they're going to wear to travel, what they're going to wear at training and so on and so forth because they've had the excess amount of corporate and also technical support that is what a professional side needs. A Tam in Bulawayo says up the sables and of course uh, he means that uh, in a very good spirit. Uh, he says uh, good, evening. good evening guys. Humding out for show. Big night for the sables and the nation at large. All the best to the team. Alois I want to bring in you in here because you know what uh, a lot of people out there in our listeners will not know that obviously you do follow your rugby you do watch your rugby uh, mm. but I don't think uh, if we had to do a survey of 10 Zimbabweans I think 9 will say that Alois is not your regular rugby <laughs> fan but you get a sense that you know whilst you know what the nation may not exactly be as gripped as much as when the Warriors play there is a bit of a buzz uh, out there uh, around the Sables and uh, we have seen the newspaper headlines we have seen even a couple of front pages actually dedicated to the Sables and this is the first time that this is happening in years yeah Mike I think it's all because of uh, the amount of preparations uh, that have been uh, coming through and like Barry said uh, the supply the corporate support that it just got everybody uh, excited about about it and uh, when they went for those camps it, it also gives us uh, a sense of of uh, I think I can say we have closed the gap we've closed the gap between us and the top playing rugby playing nations so I think that is giving Zimbabweans hope and sometimes you know we are starved of success as well so for yeah, us yeah, it's like question. a hope that maybe yeah. maybe this time we can actually get something out of it you know Zimbabweans are not actually predicting us I can actually say that they're actually expecting us hoping us hoping for us to actually beat 
Namibia for that they there's some, some some sort of expectance you know from 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 fans that we might just do it because of the amount of preparation like I said and because of the buzz that is around the country yeah and and one of the things that I think has been very key in this run-up and whoever is running the Zimbabwe Sables campaign in terms of their communications hats off to them because what they managed to do was to bring us into the story previously oh. we would just you know find out okay there's a game yeah, 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 yeah. let's go yeah. we have to have run around for a streaming link but the communications have been really good in terms of bringing you into the camp what are the, what are they up to on a daily basis what yeah. is happening what does the squad look like we know what the players look like now previously we just have a list of names now they are making us get involved and be a part of the sable stories and i wish other federations and national teams could you know take up the same approach where you bring the fans in and that's what the sables have done in terms of getting all of this support it didn't happen by magic i think it's been very strategic in terms yeah. of bringing zimbabweans on board all right let's give you the run on 15 at loose head prop you got tyron fagan at hooker matthew mandiwoma tight at prop is clopas kunduona uh your left lock sean bivo and right lock godfrey muzanaro left a flanker jason fraser and at open side is tapiwa somondo whilst the man of course who will be at eighth man is nyasha tarusenga the halfback combination is your scrum half and captain hilton modariki together with marcus now at a first five eight as they call him in new zealand left wing is shingirai katsuere uh, your right wing is shane makombe your midfield will be takuzwa chiesa at a first center and at second center matthew mcnab and then at fullback is the very exciting tapiwa mafura that is the run on 15 for the sables india encounter versus namibia tonight can they do it we at zfm sports say go sables go i'm jc krill springbok and blue bulls backline player you are listening to zfm sports your local sports news wrap where some netball news where Gems goal attack Sean Bonali is happy to be back with the senior national netball team as they finalize their preparations for the upcoming World Cup qualifiers next month. Bonali bounced back into the Gems squad after missing the team's trip to Malawi last month for the Confederation of Southern African Netball Association's Tri-Nations Cup due to injury. The Gems are camped at Girls High School. We'll head over to some boxing news where 15 countries have so far confirmed their participation in the World Boxing Council's officials training seminar and the African Boxing Council convention slated for the resort town of Victoria Falls later this month. President Emerson Nangagwa is also expected to officially open the event which is expected to draw a total 120 delegates from boxing commissions affiliated to both the WBC and its ABU subsidiary. Finish off with some news out of the Castle Blaga Premier Soccer League where Harare City head coach Taurai Manguiro is not pressing the panic button just yet despite a poor run that has seen his team losing three games on the trot. As a result, the Sunshine City boys are flirting with relegation, sitting 14th on the 18-team log with 18 points. Manguiro has said he wants to assure the Harare City faithful that there is no need to panic as it is not something that will send nerves into their camp. Alois, is he being a little too casual. <laughs> <laughs> no, but once you hear Koi saying there's no need to panic, then you know that there's some need to panic. <laughs> because that's, uh, that's how, how did it get there in the first place? We're turning up the beats. I just need your hit music station. Let's go! I'm no good at goodbyes. 
Cricket in our international sports news, the informed batsman Joe Root said England captain Ben Stokes has urged the side to play like rock stars following a record-breaking win over India, knocking off 277, 299 and 296 in successive matches against New Zealand was one thing, but an England record 378 against India has been heralded as the clearest sign that England's baseball revolution is well underway. Let's hear from Joe Root. To be honest, uh, th- throughout the whole summer, we've, you know, since that first game, sort of said whatever they get, we'll chase it down. And the feeling in the dressing room at the minute is whatever you get, we're going for it and we're going to take it down. I feel like I'm playing some nice cricket, um, really enjoying my batting. And, well, you guys know what it's like. When you're enjoying it, it, it makes things a lot easier. You turn up to practice and you're excited and you get out to the, in the middle and you're, you're up for the contest. And um, you know, I feel in a really good place and I just need to keep working hard at making sure I maintain that Um, and you know I think one thing that's worked really well for me is just being at peace with one mode of dismissal every now and again and accepting that it's a game of failure batting and um, you're not going to get it right every time but you get in you get going you've got to really make it count and um, now hopefully I can keep keep pushing that on You've got to give it to uh, the English media, Barry, the British media specifically. <laughs> I mean, they are very quick to latch on to uh, things and to try and mould heroes. We've heard, of course, of uh, Conte Ball and yeah. famously, or should I say infamously, there was Surrey Ball uh, at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Now we've got this concept of Baz Ball uh, in English cricket. And of course, uh, this is being heralded as uh, probably uh, the redemption and the revival of Test Cricket in England. Right, for sure. And uh, all it is, is is about doing what you do and doing it well. Because the night before the fifth Test uh, between England and India at Edgebaston, Ben Stokes watched uh, Elvis, uh, which is, of course, that movie about Elvis Presley. Uh, and uh, it was directed by Baz Luhrmann. Uh, and a particular scene, Elvis is told, listen, don't do your hip thrusting, don't do etc, etc. Uh, and uh, ultimately, he does his hip thrusting. But mm. before he does that, lifts wags a, 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 a sort of um, a, a um, what can you say a, a defiant finger before he does his uh, hip shaking does Elvis and Root after compiling uh, his 28th test century wiggled his little finger at the England changing room in reference to that very scene so it's now all about you know baseball it's all about doing uh, what you can taking risks as, as you heard in that uh, post-match interview it, it, it makes sense but uh, as you say the English media is riding it until the wheels fall off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, they're playing uh, test cricket unconventionally. They're scoring at a very high rate, Chris, mm. uh, well above uh, four runs and over. Uh, and that's sort of like a rate that you're used to when you're watching one day international cricket. Yeah. It's exciting, it's refreshing, mm. and it's certainly got the, the, the nation, especially the English media, uh, they're captivated and it can only stand test cricket in good stand, especially in England. Yeah, 100%. When you're taking a look at those scores, I think it's the big scores that are incredibly exciting.
exciting uh, when you're taking a look at Test cricket. Uh, Root finished on a commanding 142 not out. Um, Johnny Bairstow 114 in his second hundred of the match and fourth in his last five Test innings. So taking a look at those big scores, exciting. It's, it's incredibly exciting. It's something that we hadn't seen from England in a little bit. And having these big scores, obviously, the English media will ride, you know, any kind of meagre storyline. What more these big storylines? Is it sustainable, Barry? Because uh, Steve Smith asked about it uh, today in Sri Lanka, where Australia, of course, is preparing to play uh, versus uh, Sri Lanka in the second test. Uh, he said that, listen, it's one thing to do it against a subcontinent attack yeah. uh, on your home on patch. Your home patch yeah. It's different against Stark, Cummins yeah. and Hazelwood. In Australia, <laughs> or even in England, or even in England, uh, it's it's really tough. And uh, in truth, I don't think it's 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 sustainable. It's fun to watch, excellent uh, to the eye, but I think in terms of the spirit of Test cricket, I don't think it's quite on message. Uh, let's talk about India, uh, Chris uh, and Virat Kohli. Mm. Uh, Virat Kohli uh, talked up as one of the best batsmen in the world. Now yeah. that is from a pedigree point of view, because yeah. if we take a look at the last three years. The man has been struggling. In fact, he has been piss poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think um, when you're taking a look at Virat Kohli, there's so much expectation. There is consistent expectation, I think especially in the fifth test against England. 31 runs in two innings, which is absolutely paltry. And he hasn't hit 100 since that 136 in Kolkata against Bangladesh. That was back in November 2019. So when you're taking a look at that incredibly problematic ICC test rankings, even um, the ones most... most most recently released that was on the 7th of July he wasn't even even among the top 10 batsmen so for me that he's not among the top 10 batsmen in the world I think shows us yes in, incredible player he's done his part for the team but just from you know a continuity perspective an India perspective going forward I I am concerned yeah, about, he's, he's know, got to rediscover his home Barry because mm. uh, we're used to Virat Kohli uh, pedigree and form and form uh, yeah. being discussed yeah, yeah, yeah. as one of the top three or four batsmen in the world and usually the conversation has got Steve Smith, yeah. Virat Kohli Joe Root and Baba Razam Absolutely, uh, yeah. and now you're thinking just uh, listen on pedigree yes on form Hell no. On form, he's not even cracking the top 10, as Chris uh, mentioned, in the top 10 uh, test, uh, ICC test ranking. So, in truth, he's got to pick it up, pick it up quickly, uh, because India certainly needs him, uh, or else these results are going to uh, continue and sustain, or else India will have to make a decision. And I don't think it's a decision that they want to t- uh, make, because it's a hard one. Okay, let's take a look at the World Test Championship standings. Early days yet, Australia leading the way, 84 points. South Africa are in second on 60. Pakistan at 44 points points in third India are fourth uh, and then West Indies are in fifth Sri Lanka sixth England in seventh New Zealand eighth and Bangladesh are bringing up the rear in ninth place let's take you around the world in 60. Hi my name is Sean Williams and Bobby Cricket Captain you're listening to ZFM Sport. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds international sports news. We're kicking for New Zealand where the All Blacks will be without starting second row Sam Whitelock and his likely replacement Tupuva Ai for their Test versus Ireland on Saturday. Whitelock, who has 133 test caps for New Zealand, started alongside Brodie Retallick in his first Test victory last week, but misses out due to concussion. Vaai, who many expect
expected to come in to replace Whitelock has also been ruled out after testing positive for COVID-19. In news from Aus- in Austria, Lando Norris has hit back at clueless skeptics of his McLaren contract and insists he's confident in the team's future and his long-term game. Norris, who's 22, signed a new deal until the end of 2025 earlier this year with McLaren able to tie down Britain's rising Formula One superstar despite not winning a title since Lewis Hamilton's 2008 crown and falling back into the midfield. We'll touch down in England where former champion Simona Halep's revival continued as she reached the Wimbledon semi-finals with another rapid win over American Amanda Anisimova. Halep 30 beat the 20th seed Anisimova 6-2, 6-4 in one hour and three minutes. The two-time Grand Slam champion will play Kazakhstan Elena Rybakina who beat Australia's Alia Tomljanovic 0731168045. Let's go to our messages. Lots and lots of rugby messages here. Uh, and uh, this one reads that the Sables lineup is uh, is good, guys. Uh, my only concern is on Marcus and to some extent Tomondo. In as much as he is good, he tends to hog the ball for open flanker. That will give the Namibians a second chance. we got to keep the expansive rugby flowing. And I do agree with him. Uh, regards to Mondo. Uh, I think sometimes, uh, you know, he loses the ball and possession needlessly mm. and he makes a lot of errors. And this is a game, Barry, where we need to cut out the errors. We need to cut down the penalty count. We can't afford to give the Namibians free points whenever they're within kicking range. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, one is going to lead to the other. So if we cut down the error count, we're going to be able to trot up the points count and trotting up the points count means that we have a greater chance of winning so I think uh, the the first thing is to cut out those errors of which we had a slew against Cote d'Ivoire DJ Bongs Eastley had out of the Sables will win tonight's game against the Namibians go Sables go I haven't asked you guys who you think is going to win I am feeling very optimistic about this game I acknowledge Namibia are the favourites I think they may come in as the better side but that might work uh, against them and I reckon that the Sables are good for an upset win tonight. I think we may well win it by seven. That I is have, my I've never heard you sounding this optimistic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first time for everything. Right, Chris, um, give me a score. What, 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 what do you think is going to win? It? I think it's going to be very close, but I think ultimately Namibia being clinical is what's going to make it. Heartbreak for the Sables. Yeah. Barry, very tell me you disagree with Chris. I'm right there with you, Michael. I'm positive that we're going to actually do the business. <laughs> I think we've got a good opportunity and a chance, and I think we're going to utilize it today, but it's going to be very, very close. It's going to be very, very close. Uh, keep your predictions. Uh, coming in uh, this message is from Parker and I'm so proud to be a Sables fan already the preparation and advertisement has been great let's already plan for 2027 whether we qualify or not Alois Bunjira are you as optimistic I am 
I am. Uh, like I said, I think uh, from the preparations, from what has been done, and from the air of expectation from the fans. You know, sometimes if I be no go so you know positivity it just uh, rubs off, rubs off people, and it flies straight into the team. I think they know they read social media uh, posts, and they can actually feel that Zimbabweans are behind them. That just just that gives them uh, some oomph and I, I believe that they can actually go out there and, and do something it'll, it'll be close yes but I'm hopeful the job can be done but it I, can be done I here. feel like Barry it's a, it's a lost opportunity because uh, imagine what this would have meant if it had been hosted in Africa imagine oh, if yeah. this was yeah. being played mm. in Zimbabwe yeah. imagine the euphoria imagine the yeah. hype imagine the crowd that yeah. would have showed up yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. whatever venue would have been played sure. at, it was going to be a huge crowd and now it it's being a- played in France you know where yeah. it's it's just, you know, Joe Black. Uh, <laughs> yes, I saw him in the crowd. With your two flags. Uh, two, two or three guys, you know, who are out in France, you know, and, and, and a couple of guys who've been able to fly into Marseille yeah. are going to be watching. So instead of a, a 10,000 strong crowd, we've got 100 fans out in, in, in Marseille. Yeah, and I think World Rugby should uh, should learn from this and not repeat it. I think that if, an, if it's an rugby African qualifier. Africa Cup, yes. Nice. How With is the Rugby France? Africa yeah, Cup it played in, in France? It's, it, it starts confusing things. And, and, and flirts with very dangerous territory. So I think that uh, let, let the Africa Cup be played in on the African continent uh, in a nation that's participating and let that euphoria build. Not to mention the money that could be raised by Zimbabwe rugby through shirt sales and all sorts. Right. Now let's wrap it up uh, with, of course, uh, what we asked uh, regards the music, guys. Anzi, yeah. now I'm going to read messages here. I'm not, this is this one is coming in from New Mabuku. Fanyo Mauto. Grieved. The original Furua is better than Jar Praiser. I agree with you, my brother. The original, you see, can I remix? Don't don't try the classics. No, don't touch yeah, the classics. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah. The don't class. touch the classics at all. Yeah. Uh, stick stick to to you know the the the, the lesser you know the lesser take, hits. Take 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 the top ten hits. Uh, mm. Bundu boys, mm. do number fifteen. Do number fifteen. <laughs> 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 try to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Try to make it better. If if you, if you oh, if you're gonna okay. do Leonard Dembo, don't do Chitake. Yeah. Don't what are you do doing? Banana ZZ. In fact, just don't touch them. Don't touch them. Thank you. Kulebasi says it's a no contest for me. The original Furua takes it all day long. No, it's too uh, <laughs> No, no, no. You touched the wrong country. Azi, hi team. How are you doing? You just make me go to uh, Zambian side every time to listen to your program. Boka in Chirunda. I don't have a signal. I'm not going to Zambia. How ironic is that? Imagine. <laughs> you have to cross over to listen to us. Uh, Oh, wow. That's insane. Wow. But we got someone here. Nancy, uh, I think Yaja Kwa Kumberi, that is Chada in Matopo. So they are how people. Old, how old is that person? Yeah, likely it's how old is that person. Yeah. Anzi, and then, yeah. hey, hey guys, <laughs> I, I am tuned in. Anzi Jaga Baiza, this is from Bali in Harare. Anzi, I is the FM sports team. Anzi, in Ango Regional, you're right. In power, Iripamberi. That is Shadim Baiwa Kudema. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport.
All right, now after a year's delay, the long-awaited Women's Euro 2022 looks set to be the crescendo for a record-breaking wave of support for women's football in Europe as the championship finally gets underway when the host nation England take on Austria at Old Trafford tonight. England captain Leah Williams says the Lionesses squad are nervous for the Euro 2022 opener, but mostly excited and embracing the home tournament. I think the the team's in a in a great place, um, you know, fitness wise and all of those things that that are within your control. We've taken care of them, and we're in a great place there. And I think the games provided us with the tests that we needed to, you know, you want to see where you're maybe weaker or what your strengths are, and find out about yourself ultimately heading into a tournament and, and what sort of form you're in. And I think they provided those for us and and have given us time to then work on it. And we're not robots. There's going to be nerves. Um, there's going to be that's you know we're, like I said we're aware of the expectation we're we're aware of that from external sources but from within the camp it's all about the excitement of it and enjoying it and like I said this is my job you know if I wasn't ready I wasn't allowed to enjoy why would I do it you know that kind of mentality. See. That's uh, words of wisdom even for, for, for all sports people uh, and footballers in particular. If you're not allowed to enjoy it, why do it? Enjoy what you're doing. And England seems to be doing exactly that. They're in Group A. They have an opening against Austria. Also in Group A is Northern Ireland and Norway. Group B consists of Germany, Denmark, Spain, Finland. And then Group C is Netherlands, Sweden, Portugal, Switzerland. And then Group D, France, Italy, Belgium and Iceland. And uh, Chris, we're, we're, we're building up We've already done the build up, build up to the African Women's uh, uh, the, the Women's Africa Cup of Nations, mm-hmm. and it hasn't let us down in terms of quality. Uh, turnouts haven't been great, but they've certainly been better than before. But in Europe, the game has grown immeasurably. Yeah, one hundred percent, and it's due in large part to the work done around first of all the scheduling of these uh, tournaments, but also I think having the broadcasters and your big broadcasters like your BBC, your ESPN coming on board as well to make sure that globally there is visibility of these tournaments. I I mean, you take a look at that, but also the FA have sold already more than 500,000 tickets, mm, which doesn't sound good. like a lot. But previously, um, the numbers have been much lower, 240,000 in previous years. In the last Euro, that was 2017 in the Netherlands. And when you take a look at that, also the, the traveling fans, you've got 100,000 estimated visitors to England this summer just for the UEFA Women's Euro. So the support is growing, the broadcast is growing, and I think also we can see very clearly that the quality of women's football, especially mm. in Europe, is going up levels. Well, 60 nations take part this year and the aim is twofold. Firstly, deliver a positively memorable record-breaking tournament and secondly to leave a tangible legacy that will bring even more momentum to the growth of the women's game with the hope of creating 500,000 additional opportunities for women and girls to participate and engage with football through legacy groups in the host cities. Very clear, isn't it? And, and the yes. truth is going to deliver on those objectives already based on the numbers that uh, Chris has just rattled off. It is, it is. You know, when, when you look at that, you can actually tell that these guys are planning, you know, and they are looking forward to growing the women's game and the amount of support that the women's game is also getting from FIFA is outstanding. And mm. you can actually see that the growth is going to be very rapid, you know, as more and more uh, girls are participating. You know, any for any sport to grow, mass participation is very key. And this is what is happening to women football at the moment. And that's what's happening outside of the stadiums and around 
around the stadiums, Mike, but in the stadiums, on the green grass, football has got to be played. England say they're nervous, but my goodness, they've got a good squad. Yeah, good squad. Uh, you know, lots of uh, really good players and uh, the game has grown in leaps and bounds uh, in England. Uh, mm, and yeah, uh, yeah. It, I think testament is that is how well uh, their club sides have begun uh, to do uh, in uh, European competition. And uh, they're now producing uh, women's players that are known in the world. Previously, uh, we used to know the Americans, we used to know the Germans, we used yeah, to know yeah. uh, the Norwegians and the Swedes. Swedes. Uh, but now we know of Lauren Hemper, Manchester City forward, Ellen White, who plays for Man City as well, Lucy Bronze, who we know very well, is now at Barcelona. Then you've got the likes of Beth Mead, who's the Arsenal forward. Uh, those are now household names. So England, certainly one of the teams uh, that you can mark down as one of the favourites. But I am particularly excited uh, by France. Uh, for mm. me, the likes of uh, Marie Antoinette Catoto uh, of PSG, Amandine Henri of Lyon, uh, and then you've got the likes of Wendy Reynaud of Lyon as well. Mm. Lyon has been doing very yeah. well, the European champions. We saw them put Barcelona to the sword uh, in the in the Women's Champions League recently. So France, for me, that's the team I'm picking to go all the way in the tournament. To mention the France squad and not mention Delphine Cascarino mm. is uh, you, my friend. You, that's that's sacrilegious. Well, the big miss for me is uh, the, the, the Barcelona player, the world's best player, I mean, uh, being yes. injured on the eve of the tournament yeah. and now yeah. out for a prolonged period. Mm. Uh, that's a big miss. That's uh, a big miss. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. she would have been looking forward to this stage. And she would have been looking forward to the stage. But uh, you've got to say to yourself, there, there are some outsiders as well that may uh, sneak in, as you say, uh, Spain has got to be installed there and of course uh, the Netherlands it all kicks off tonight and should be a very entertaining affair in terms of football but there's business that's happening on our continent the beating drum the roaring fans take a ride on the wild side with the Africa Report on ZFM Sport all right, now Morocco won their second game at the Women's Africa Cup of Nations by beating Uganda 3-1 in Rabat last night. As they advanced to the quarterfinals, Morocco joined Senegal, who beat Burkina Faso 1-0, courtesy of a late penalty earlier in the day in the last eight of a tournament where top two teams in the three first-round groups plus two best third-place finishers will all go through to the next round. I could talk about Senegal, and I won't. So let's talk about Morocco. <laughs> they, they are looking good for the money they, they they look like they're playing uh good balanced football but when they go forward they're very excited yeah i think when you take a look at a tournament style of football i think morocco is particularly attractive i think we always want the scoring sides the attacking sides and that's what morocco's built in terms of this home part. nation always good for a tournament in, in terms of advancing because what it means is that the interest uh by the domestic supporters yeah. remains and so that's good uh for morocco they're hosting a very good tournament nonetheless uh tonight's matches Zambia take on Tunisia and then Togo will be taking on Cameroon. All the rivalry. Goal for Liverpool early on Derby Day. All the stars. Cut back and De Bruyne. He made that look easy and I promise you it wasn't. And all the game-changing moments. Aubameyang, we find a way through. You bet he can. That is top, top class. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. 
newly moneyed Newcastle United are gearing up to break their transfer record in order to sign French winger Moussa Diaby from Bayer Leverkusen. Magpies are keen to upgrade their attacking options in wide areas and have been doing their homework on a number of names with Diaby, a player they have have had on their radar for much of this year. He's a fantastic player, lots of thrust, very aggressive and also very quick. He'll be a good signing for Newcastle. Like Alice. Yeah, very good signing. Uh, they, uh, you know, they need that. You know, they need those uh, those kind of signings because of their newly found richness. You know, they do. <laughs> but uh, they are, they, the, the, some of the statements are like setting themselves up for a huge transfer fee. You know, if it comes to like, we're going to break the bank for this guy. And once those kind of statements start coming out, you know that the player well, is not going to come. Well, their come transfer cheap. record can't have been much. So, uh, in truth, <laughs> yeah, breaking yeah, their but, transfer record. But they, <laughs> these people now know that they've got money. Yeah. So, they will expect the transfer record to break some of the transfer records be of solid. Liverpool or something. Now, Real Madrid, speaking of Liverpool, Real Madrid want to cash in on Marco Asensio. This summer, mid-transfer interest from Arsenal and Liverpool. The Spaniard is keen to move in search of more game time with the AC Milan, uh, also believed to be interested. Mike, whoever signs this player uh, gets a good player who hasn't quite risen to the heights that we all expected. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure whether I want him at Liverpool, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think he's as good as any of our front line. Sure. He's, uh, he's, he's not a fit for Liverpool. He's not. He, he would. He, yeah, I think he would if, if he's going to be playing like if we didn't have Luis Diaz. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, oh, he, yeah. Could, he could easily fit into that uh, left uh, attacking role. But I just don't think. But I, I think if he was to come in as a backup. Uh, he's not better than, than yeah, what's there is yeah, what you're he, exactly but mm. as a backup I would take him but does he want to be a backup he spent years being a backup yeah, at Real Madrid he wants to play that's I why think, he wants to yeah, I think he's looking for a project where he can go in and assert himself Arsenal, Arsenal and, for me uh, you take a look at Arsenal as well you know I think that's the sort of club that yeah. you're looking at but again you know do you pick him? Do you pick Bukayo Saka? I pick Saka. Saka, it, uh, listen, six days a week, it's uh, twice on Sunday. Uh, every My club, day. I don't know Saka. If you want to play for a top club, however... AC, AC Milan even yeah, is a yeah, tough yeah, one yeah, as well. Again, because now nah, you shouldn't go to, you shouldn't you know, go with, to what, with the form of Rafael Leal. I think stay at Real Madrid because I, yeah. I think that club is made for him and I think their opportunities, they obviously they are gravitated towards those two Brazilian boys mm. uh, a lot more. Uh, but I think uh, that that's your club. Or go to a Valencia. Or go to Sevilla, yeah, Sevilla, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. one of the top three clubs yes. in in Spain. But stay in Spain. Stay. We can't because time is up. Catch you tomorrow for our thirty-minute show. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manandi, out. Nice, Messi. It is the cleanest, the clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such, such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. 
Hi, this is Mike Madod and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.